On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. Oarsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Oarsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Savings, selection, and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Ford Lincoln. Let's ride together. What's up, everybody? This is Fred Smooney. You listen to Redskin Talk. Mr. Case Keenum, can we borrow you for a moment? Hey, what up, everybody? Hi, I'm Ryan Kerrigan. This is the Redskins Talk podcast with J.P. Finley. What up, everybody? This is Landon Collins with Redskins Talk podcast with J.P. Finley. So with Jordan, what's his availability looking like for week one? Are you planning with him or, or without him? Anytime anybody's in the concussion protocol, that means they have to pass the test and they continue to progress throughout practice and then they have to see how they are after practice the next morning. If they still have symptoms, they take the test and once they're cleared to go full, then we'll get to not nod. But we're just taking it based on what the doctors are telling us we can do. He's in meetings today. He did some individual today. So hopefully that's the first positive step and uh, we'll know more tomorrow. What up, everybody? J.P. Finley, Redskins Talk Podcast, brought to you by good folks, Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them. want you to do the same thing. Uh, Pete, give me an air horn. Uh, big news. So we talked about this last week, maybe, and Mitch told me to shut up because it wasn't a done deal yet, but we're back. It's done. Um, Fridays, every Friday throughout the regular season, and hell, maybe the playoffs, all the way to Super Bowl week. However long the Redskins <laughs> season goes, we will be going... Friday, what's the time, Mitch? Live, 10.30 to 11.30. 11.25. 11.25. to 11.25, we will be live on the My Teams app doing podcast streams. Um, so we will do all of our kind of Friday bits, I think we will do in that show. So over-unders, game predictions, all that stuff will happen there. And uh, you better be watching because I don't believe – that will become available as a strict podcast. It will be available on the My Teams app. You can watch it at different times, but it's not going to be a strict podcast. So where should they be Friday at 10.30, Peter? The My Teams app, duh. I mean, between... And maybe on our website, too. I don't want... It might be on our website also. Right. We're working on the specifics, but the, the Zeke Elliott deal, in my opinion, was the second biggest news to break. Mitch negotiated the hell out of this, and this was a big score for us. All Can't right. wait. It'll also be on TV on NBC Sports Washington through oh, yeah. Friday night through the weekend and maybe be the uh, pre-pregame show potentially wow. uh, on Sundays. So like 11 to 12? Like 11 to 12 on Sundays potentially. That's kind of juicy. Yeah. That's quite juicy. I'm going to speak that into existence. All right. I like it. Uh, one more air horn. Stuff. One more meow, air. meow, meow, meow. All right. So that's the podcast stream. Listen to it. Uh, or watch it. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. Consume it in some way. Consume it. Consume this media. Consume this content. Injury report. Uh, Jordan Reed. He practiced today. That's a big step. He was on the practice field in uniform. Now he has to pass a test from an independent doctor. Um, what does your gut tell you, gentlemen, on Reed's availability for Sunday in Philadelphia? I think he plays. I think Jordan is been through this concussion test many times. I think he understands the way that it works and I think that he is going to be able to pass it with the independent neurologist and be ready to go. I think he's available in full. I think he's available too. Um, Jordan gets labeled as injury prone but he wants to play as much as he can. He's a badass and I think, you know, I don't know if it's smart or if it's the best decision but I think he really wants to play football for the Redskins and wants to be there in week one and I think he's going to do everything he can to make that happen. I agree. I think he gets cleared. I think he's out there. It's a different conversation, what he should be doing, and, and that's not up to us. Um, you know, the do all the doctors can do is clear him or not. And 
whatever he should be doing is, is between him and his family. And I know he's a man of faith and, and all of those things go into account. But I, the fact that he's out there on Wednesday, he could have the, the, the next test, the baseline test on Thursday. Yeah. Which would be two clear. weeks after the first hit. So that seems like a decent right. amount so, of yeah, time. Thursday's two weeks. So, um, I will see what happens. Uh, he does help you on the field, obviously. I mean, the guy looked incredible throughout training camp. So um, he's their most experienced, definitely most dynamic offensive player that they have. I'd say he's the only difference maker as a receiver that they have by far. That we know about. That we know of and can absolutely I do am, it. I, dude, bullish Mitch, I am – let's not – Let's not pretend that Reed isn't separate from the other guys passing catches. Oh, even, absolutely. Even what we know of them. Agreed. Like, how? whose potential do you think touches Jordan Reed? I think we have yet to see Terry McLaurin do anything. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think there's a lot of excitement about Terry McLaurin, and I think he can be a really good receiver for them, but I don't think he's a future number one. Like, I, I, don't, think he, I, I don't think he's a... A guy that that teams are going to game plan around three years from now. So I wrote that, that's like Michael Thomas was a second round pick right. from Ohio State. Like that happened. So I was curious too. What are realistic realistic expectations? We're all excited about him. I'm very excited Pete's about very him. Very excited. I to think share he can this. really help. But I wrote a blog for NBCSportsWatching.com looking back at the 19 third round wide receivers who play in the NFL the past five years, averaged all their stats together, and the average season for a third round rookie wide receiver is 22 catches for 303 yards and two touchdowns in 13 games. Wow. All right, so that's that's good research, Pete. Yeah. So let's do this. Um, Friday, we have an awesome pod coming for you, which we also have the stream, so we'll have to figure that out. But this week's <laughs> been funky because it's Labor Day and everything else. But Friday, we have our over-unders podcast and our season-long uh, the mega pod where we get predictions from everybody in town. So... With that said, we got over-unders on Paul Richardson, Jordan Reed. You know, when Bovada sets these over-unders, Terry McLaurin wasn't part of the picture. So, Pete, give me those numbers again. 22 catches. 303 yards and two touchdowns in 13 games is the average third-round rookie season for a wide receiver since 2014. I think everyone in this car would go over that for McLaurin, right? Yeah. Myself included. Yeah, because I think, I think he's going to get – some of those guys don't have the opportunity or starting again? role. We'll, he just blew right by. We'll grab. We'll 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 park. We'll yeah. see what happens. Um, I also would. Argue, I don't know all those third round receivers. You looked at the group. Yeah. How many of them got the starting X spot? Week sure. One so of the, an NFL the three season? best seasons were Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, and John Brown. Um, some of those guys, yeah, like Sammy Coates for the Steelers. That's with a much loaded receiving course. So I would assume that McLaurin is going to have the most or the upper tier amount of targets and responsibility, which will give him a good chance of producing at a much higher rate. Sure. Well, uh, Nick might be coming Nick back. Nick might be Sunberg's around. driving around. We'll see if he's about to get in the car again. He's got a sick ride, too. Nice little caddy. You getting in with us? Oh, what? this looks like it's happening. Scoot over Pete of as course. much as you can. So, <laughs> scooting. I, I think with McLaurin, I, I think you can almost double that, but I still don't know. This is the best routine tradition ever. What's up, dude? We are live. You jumping in? Yeah, we got fun dip for you also, or for the misses. Ta yeah, take the fun dip to your wife. Don't get in more trouble. All right, I don't need the whole box. I'll just take some. I'll take one on way out. Is there different flavors of fun dip in here? I think it's like cherry and blue. Cherry, young dip, blue dip. raz. Uh, live right now. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Oh, hey everybody. I'm Nick. Welcome. Dude, big news. We're doing a live stream show every Friday morning. You are welcome anytime. Friday, 1030 to 1125 out where? back. Like where we did. Overlooking the practice fields. Where we've done those streams before. You smell good. Hey, thanks. It's Take a shower? Out. I did. I showered today. How was practice today, dude? It was hot. It was a little muggy. Hot. Now, it was like Richmond hot, I thought. Yeah, it sucked. But it was all right. We had a good punt period, good tempo, that sort of stuff. Uh, that's what I need on Wednesdays. Two things I want to ask you. Um, Tress last season showed how big of a weapon he could be, um, particularly pinning offenses back deep. I think offensively, there's not an easy path to – I don't think anybody's expecting major scoring out of, out of this Redskins team, right? I think with that, 
if Hopkins can have kind of a breakout year like Tress did last year, could be a, a major weapon for this team. He has the leg to kick bombs. If he can consistently be making 50-yarders, that could be a, a path to points for the squad. Yeah, I think so for sure. Do you think Hop is positioned for a breakout year? Yeah. Um, like you kind of have to say yes, but tell me why. Uh, so it's weird because I'm always looking at it from upside down. That's but true. You're like what Australia. I've, what I've heard from Tress is this is the most consistent ball striking he's ever seen him over an extended period of time. So going back, OTAs, training camp, preseason, all that stuff, his ball flight, everything looks the exact same. And I think that's something that all kickers kind of chase is that consistent ball. Um, a lot of times you're working on stuff or whatever it may be. I want to crunch a little more or a little less. I want to get my foot flexion here or there, whatever it is. My plant foot's a little deep. I don't know. There's a lot. There are a million things that go into it. But from what I've heard from Tress is consistent, consistently he's hitting his A-ball. And so that's something that I think is promising. Plus, if you think about specialists, generally most guys get like hit their stride, uh, you know, year five, six, seven, eight, that sort of thing. Um, and I mean, you look at some of the kickers across across the league who've really had awesome years. It's usually usually after they've been with the team for a little while, they're comfortable, they like the unit they're in. And all of a sudden they pump out a year where they've, you know, they hit, they go 42 for 45 or something like that, right? Right. Okay. That was one question, and that was a great answer. Thank you. Two, I want to read you a quote and get your reaction. You've been in the league a long time. You've been on this team a long time. This was Case Keenum talking today. Heck, nobody's talking about us. Nobody expects, you know, much from us. I think uh, I think that's a pretty good place to be in, man. I think we got... Uh, you know, we got a lot of fight in uh, in that locker room, and especially on our side of the football. So I'm excited to go out there and uh, and uh, show what we're about. In your time with the Skins, this might be the least expectations on a team, the lowest expectations, at least from the media and kind of the national NFL crowd. What does that feel like for you? Uh, Expectations-wise, I mean, you try not to think about any of that stuff, right? We just got to prepare like you like you prepare and you to go out and win a, win game win one game at a time right so hang on we're taking a photo oh i feel so left out know, yeah why right? is Mitch Sorry, not getting dude. in good podcasting right here there we so go. i try and block out all that stuff i don't really care what anybody has us going i think if we go out and play you know you've heard all the the sayings right any given sunday like this is the NFL, sure. man everybody's talented um, you go out and execute, you, you know, you run the ball, you stop the run, you play good defense, that sort of thing. Like, any, anything can happen at any time. I don't think if you look at look at our – just talk about offense last year, nobody was blown away with Alex's stats, right? Right. But he won games like that. He just – Yeah. Right? So, like, you don't have to be able to put up 600 yards of offense every week to win games, man. You, you have to – limit turnovers and and, explosive, and and have explosive plays on offense and you get turnovers limit explosive plays on defense like it's a pretty simple sure right yeah, yeah. Well, alright I have one more special teams question hit me Tress has been getting an inordinate number oh, of yes. fumbles on punts is this on purpose and what is his magic yeah I wish I sure it's on purpose uh, <laughs> it's all starts know, with a snap I've heard it, yeah uh, so I mean the way that I no. Uh, <laughs> uh, to be honest, man, I think it's just his ball falls weird. He's got he's got a lefty fade. He's uh, kind of weird. He's yeah, but <laughs> he hits like six different punts, so right. they all fall a little bit different way. They spin it. They go different heights. They hang different huh. hang times. That sort of stuff. Do you know based on the situation which is coming, or does he tell you, or is that yeah. not? Based, do you just snap and I know because it? we've worked together for a while. Yeah, and where we are on the field, what hash we're on, that sort of thing. And then depending on the defense. So if we're, if they give us a six box, a seven box, an eight box, I can generally – I generally know which what's coming when. Mm-hmm. But um, You get an eight box, he's just hitting the 70-yard bomb? No, we're not trying to hit 70-yard bombs. <laughs> uh, that's, but chicks dig the long ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you'd like a 56-5-2, you know? All right. We'll take those. Uh, but every once in a while, Tress gets a hold of one. Um, the fumbles, though, dude, I think a, a lot of that is just kind of luck. Um, ball well, falling a little weird. And couldn't it be in the preseason you got guys that maybe aren't going to be the regular returner? I mean, Baltimore's guys, freaking Hollywood Brown. Right. Yeah. yeah like, first-round pick, I think they're trying to get him to be the returner. So, I mean, and then he goes out and fumbles, too, and you go, well, crap. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, 
a lot, you know, this is going to sound really stupid, but it's a lot you of sound really stupid all the time. It's I mean, okay. so a lot of special teams coaches, when they run the jugs machine, they don't have whoever's running it, turn it up uh, speed wise high enough to get a ball that turns over. So a lot of times when you're like, oh, we're playing a lefty this week or we're playing a right, like, so when we play righties, we have to put it on righty spin for our returners. Well, if you don't put the speed up high enough, the ball doesn't turn over. So if you catch 100, you could catch 200 balls this week, but if not one of them turned over, you haven't seen a ball that turns over. So that turnover is going to fall differently depending on wind, field position, direction, all that stuff, than a ball that doesn't turn over. The ball that doesn't turn over just is going to kind of fade down. It's a super, like, so a lot of times, because they're like, I want you to, to, you know, we're going to be on the 30 and I only want it to go 42 yards. Well, dang, man, like that's that's tough on a jugs machine, right? Or, or they, I want a certain hang time out of the jugs. Well, to get that certain hang time, you can't turn it up as high as you want to get the ball to turn over. So that, I think, might play a factor sometimes in getting guys ready is some special teams coaches kind of overlook that fact that, hey, like, this ball needs to turn over if we want our guys to get a realistic look at what a lefty or a righty punt does, right? That was an incredible breakdown. Can I ask one? Sure. Uh, last year you, or maybe at the end of last year when you came on first with JP and I, you said Alex Smith's presence and what he's been through has given you guys so much confidence in 2018. He's not going to be playing quarterback this year. So what will kind of be where you draw your confidence from in 2019 when you're starting each game and, you know, maybe in the third quarter you guys need a big play to come from? Where's the confidence and the assuredness going to stem from this season? Well, that's a good question. I kind of got asked that by Kime earlier today. And it's tough to answer. So when we had talked, we were already how many games in? Right, we were, we were already like seven or eight games in yeah. at that time, right? So it's those things. Those are things that generally come. They show themselves. They show themselves as real games are being played, okay. right? Because I haven't seen Darius guys get twenty-five carries in a game, mm-hmm. but he might be a guy that from carry twenty to thirty is just absolutely ridiculous. Or Landon right? Collins, you know, in the fourth quarter, he's going to make the big play. On right, the or whatever it may be. But So we haven't, because the majority of the time in, in in OTAs, you don't have pads on. Training camp, you know, not everybody's, there's 90 guys, so you're at limited reps. And then in the preseason, nobody's playing more than, a, you know, a couple quarters, right? So you don't really get to see a full workload. So that's a tough question to answer okay. right now today. All right, so when you hop in Mitch's car in a couple months, yeah. I'll ask you to you again. You'll have a longer, more in-depth answer. I will. This team scored one touchdown in four preseason games. Is, is that reason for alarm? This team scored one touchdown. In four preseason? No, that's not right. the first-team offense, perhaps? Yeah. I don't know. Spike that question. Forget that up. <laughs> I was going to say that's <laughs> – There was two? No, Robert Davis had one. Robert Davis had one Robert in two Davis weeks. Had Steven two. Sims he had, had one. Yeah, so that's Sims three. Had another defense scored one. That's true. Yeah. Still not a ton of offensive production. <laughs> Let me flip this question. It makes sense. Are you worried about that? Do you, like, do you draw conclusions from the preseason going into the regular season? No. Bro, we went like three or four straight, three years straight, I think, with Shanahan going 4-0 in the preseason. How'd that go? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Trent Williams update for us? Yeah, I talked to him a little bit ago. Actually, he was who I was on the phone with in my car. Oh, no. yeah? Oh. <laughs> I thought you were being man. serious. No. You bought that? No, dude. Jesus. <laughs> okay. um, um. We talked to Donald Penn. We're going to run a Donald Penn interview at the end of the pod. He was really cool. I hadn't talked to him much. I really enjoyed talking. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He's fun to be around. Yeah. Um, He's like the veteran that you want in your in your room. Like, all he talked about was, was or a lot of what he talked about was, Mentoring the young kid, the young guys about going to meetings and preparing the right way, and especially when you have two, you know, a fourth and a fifth round pick that are that are in your uh, O line room, and then like the confidence that he talks about lining up next to Eric Flowers makes you believe that that the two of them are going to be strong together. Right. He he's, he believes in that left side a lot. It, it was a it was a, it was a cool interview. I mean, it starts with that, right? If you don't believe it, who's gonna? Right. Right. For sure. Right. So, but. One of the things I like about him a lot is I think this is, what is this year sixteen for him. For as Case said, he's blocked, blocked people in multiple decades. Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, undrafted out of Utah State, how about that? Yeah, dude, how about yeah. that career. He had a funny uh, Cooley story to throw. throw oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll have to listen. I'll, I will listen. <laughs> there we go. Um, I uh, we had to do a Trent conversation here, so if you want to bail before we start 
wildly speculating about things, you're welcome to. You're also welcome to stay in. You have the, a permanent seat. I think you know that. Um, I do want to thank the good folks, Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. Go check out Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram of Alexandria. Get a Jeep. I like Jeeps. What are you looking at? You're checking I'm out your game plan. Your notes. Notes. Yeah. This, these are these are as good as the notes get. Yeah. I, I things are pretty loose, loosely planned. Loosey goosey. Is here. that good enough notes or no? What's O A? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Lava. Now I remind myself to make sure I do the reads. What do you think about JP's glasses? Like the little string that I was trying to figure. I thought you had a big hair hanging back. No, so dude, I've I've been hemorrhaging sunglasses at an alarming rate. Even the ones that we found. These are like my worst ones. Drill a hole in them? No, these are like real fishing sunglasses. So they have a little Mm -hmm. hole, and then you put fishing line around there, so that like when you're on a boat, if they fall off. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been losing sunglasses at just a ridiculous rate. So this is me trying to. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to buy a bunch of cheap ones. That's my plan. Because um, Jess, you know, Jesse Redskins PR, mm-hmm. she told me today when she saw me put these on, she's like, those are the ultimate dad sunglasses. Oh, yeah. oh. And that's not what anybody wants to hear. Of course not. Nope, certainly not. You know that one week from today, I turned 38 years old, Nick? One week from today. Yeah, that's old, right? Eh. In your line of work? No. In your line of work? <laughs> Donald Pan's not 38. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a healthy amount of fun dip you just took there, dude. I mean, that's a Good. solid that 15 pack. Stack? Hold on. Why are you guys shaming him? Take all I'm that not you shaming. want. No, no. I want you to take those. I got nine packages. I just want to make sure. I, yeah, they're all different flavors. Make sure the missus enjoys them. Cherry yum diddly dip. What's, what are you doing blue? next Monday night, Nick? I don't know, man. I'm working on today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inviting you to watch Monday Night Football with us at Dudley's in Arlington. Arlington. I know it's far for you. I'm just telling you that's where we're going to be. Oh, I appreciate the invite. You're welcome. Um, you need some tennis balls on the way out? No, you can keep those. Mitch has a lot of... Mitch, oh, what do you think of Mitch's sexy jeans, by the way? Levi Strauss. California. <laughs> the dark blue. I mean, so get the ladies it's, going. It's a good color. I've heard that. It's a good color on you, Mitch. What can I say? Hey, my, wife, uh, my father-in-law has a saying, everything looks good on you when you're handsome. There you go. <laughs> right? My guy. Nick. My <laughs> guy. Sunburn. Pleasure as always. Appreciate you guys. I love that that's just continually happening. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. He's he was just, like on his way home and then turned around and came to hang out. Um, well, what was also pretty interesting yes. is that one of our bosses <laughs> was out here for like a uh, a special shoot that you guys will be able to, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't know if it's private or what. Sunberg also might be coming back. But our boss pulled up and wanted to come talk to us. And we were like, nah, Nick's in the car. Yeah. He just got appointed. What'd you forget? Sorry to interrupt. Left my car keys. Ooh. Ooh. See you, gents. See you, man. Hey, if you ever want to trade cars, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. All right, let's have a trade discussion. Let's get wildly speculative here. So, I mean, you talk about speculative. I put a story up with five theories how how or how this thing might or if it could end, how it could happen. I thought they're all pretty solid theories, though. Right. I mean. I'm, there's no real hot take here, right? And, and five theories allows you a lot of wiggle room. So I just want to run through them and then get your... And this isn't a pod that usually allows a lot of yeah, wiggle room. Yeah, we're allowing for plenty of wiggle room with Trent. Because nobody knows what's nobody going to happen knows. except Trent. Right. There was a time I thought for sure he was going to be traded. Now that the big trades have happened, that Tunsil has gone to Houston, Clowney's moved, not to suggest that there aren't teams that wouldn't love Trent, but like... The big moves have kind of happened. You have to imagine that those phone calls got made to the Redskins and were rebuffed, which is what Bruce said all along. So credit the organization. They said they weren't going to trade him, and as of now, it looks like they're not trading him. So a lot of this is because D. Hall, on his podcast, you can check out with Hawksworth, or Aaron Hawksworth from The Athletic, said Trent could be back sooner rather than later. I, I think a lot of people kind of ran with that too quickly and assumed that meant next week. I don't know that that means next week by any stretch. I, I, I still think we're talking later this month, October, or something like that. But I, again, I don't know anymore. There was a time where I thought I knew, and that time has passed. D. Hall and Trent are friends. Sure. They know each other. So don't take this the wrong way in any way, shape, or form. But one week ago, he also said... Yeah. That tr- there was no way Trent was ever coming back again. So he said zero. Then, so a lot of this the week. context has been lost yeah. too. Right. He said zero chance days. for week one, which I reported a while ago. Like we knew he wasn't here for week one. If, if in my mind, if if this is a straight contract holdout, you hold out for the Eagles and the Cowboys because they're really going to be desperate, right? Like if you're trying to get cash. So here are my 
I, I said, these are guesses, some educated and some just common sense to what might have changed for Trent. One, he could be healthy now. And we don't know. There was a report that he wouldn't have been cleared medically if he came to Richmond anyway. So why show up? And then Ian Rappaport said he's healthy and ready to go for somebody. So we know that he's now healthy. Maybe that's why he didn't show up because he didn't feel like dealing with the head injury. And, and now he's ready to go. I don't know that that's the case, but it's possible. Yeah. That's, that's one theory. That's one theory. Because ultimately, something must change for Trent to show up. Because he missed a number of mandatory events. He missed all of training camp, all of the preseason, minicamp. He accrued some fines. It wouldn't shock me if those fines get waived, but the fines still exist. And, and I believe the fines are in the hundreds of thousands of dollars territory. So we're not talking about 25 bucks. Well, we just saw Antonio Brown get super salty that the, that the, that the Raiders were right. keeping his fines in right. place. Right. And, and I think... If Trent comes back and everything's amicable, then what, the fines get waived. I think if this thing continues to be troublesome, the fines might not get waived. We don't know. Yeah. So, one, he's healthy. That's a theory. I don't really think that's the right theory. Yeah, it's not my favorite theory. But I, So, I'm at like, all right, maybe that's it. I think that's a two out of ten. Okay. <laughs> Three out of ten? I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. It's just been bullish all along, so you're going to think differently than I think Pete and I are. I- yeah, I've been bullish that I think that he's back. I've, I've basically been saying all along that I didn't think that he would be traded and that it would ultimately be his decision whether he wants to accrue this season or not. And So for the season to accrue, we're talking like week 10. We're week talking 10. October. Yeah. I, I don't. If he's not traded, I don't think he sits out the year in that fashion so that the contract never turns. You want to do a quick what does accrue mean for the people who are a little If you behind? show up and are on the... Are, this is the great up? contract toll debate of, right. of yes. Rich Chandler fame. You need to show up by week 10 and be on the, be on the 53 for your con- for Trent to... For this to count as a season yeah. under Trent's contract. Yeah, and he has if two he years doesn't left. Show up, yeah, he has two years left. If he doesn't show up by week 10, whenever he does show up, yeah. He, that's, he still has two more seasons left. He's in the left exact the same spot that pissed him off. And that's where the difference between awesome. Le'Veon Bell was and this situation. is that, And because, Zeke, too. Well, and, But I believe, no, Zeke would have been similar. With Le'Veon, that's what I'm saying. I, I Zeke and Trent were the same. Right. Le'Veon. Melvin Gordon's the same. Right. Like, Melvin Gordon's going to show up by week 10. He needs to. Otherwise, right. he's stuck with that same contract for, two more, for the number of seasons after he leaves. Number two theory. And I think this is the one Mitch is going to say the most. Um, I, I also think it's entirely possible it's a combination of all these theories. Certainly. Maybe that's my sixth theory that it's a combination of all the theories. <laughs> um, number two. And your seventh theory is it's not one of these theories, but an alternate theory that right. exists. None, we of don't know about. None of the above. Number two, he misses football, and with that is game checks. I, I think this is a dude that's played football his whole life. He's played football for this team for a decade. It's entirely possible he wants to... I believe he wants to be out there week one with his teammates. Yeah, I firmly yeah. believe that. He wants that. to be blocking for Adrian Peterson and playing with Morgan Moses right. and doing all that totally. stuff. Totally. Not to mention, he stands to make about six hundred grand a game. More than six hundred grand a game. So I, I do not think that Trent is in a bad financial position. But if you give somebody the option of making six hundred k or not making it, I think just about everybody chooses making it. Yeah. So I think those two things kind of dovetail. You miss the game and you, you want the money. Yeah. I think also, if the Redskins decide that they are going to continue with the finding and going after him, he has to give back almost one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a week in signing bonus cash that he has in the in the bank. Yeah, I don't know. If that's gonna all that stuff's gonna happen, right? But, but uh, it depends on how this thing goes. But that's that's the theory that I've been pushing the whole time is that he loves football. You know, we know that he loves football. I think that he's gonna a miss the game and b miss those game checks. And at some point, and I think it's. You know, one, two, three, four weeks, it'll happen where he wants, where he ends up coming back and, and joining the team. Okay. My third theory: Bruce called his bluff. I think on some level, Trent absolutely wanted out because the reports that came out were so over the top. Even I mean, Lockett Forrest said the relationship was fractured with Bruce. They were Allen. consistent, also. There were, and there was consistent that that Trent was very disappointed with this organization, right? I mean, that kept coming out. Now, the team rebuffed some of that stuff. The team said specifically the fractured relationship was 100% false, you know, stuff like that. I think on some level, Trent wanted out. I, I think maybe he wanted to get traded to Houston. That just would have made sense on 100 levels. But, like, the trades have happened. Laramie Tunsil's in Houston now. Like, Clowney's moved on. So I, I just wonder if Trent wanted out, thought, he'd get, thought he could position himself to get traded, the organization was steadfast that they were not going to trade this guy. 
and a trade could still happen. Let's be clear about mm-hmm. that, right? But maybe just by waiting this thing out, Trent's like, all right, well now I got to go play football again. They're, I'm not. They're not going to trade me. Yeah, I like the missing football slash game checks theory better. But yes, the man, I have all the power. Oh wait, nothing happened. I'm out of options. It's time to go back to play football now. It's it's a good secondary theory in my opinion. Again, I think there is a there is a theory stew where all these things are floating right. around. Mm, it. Delicious. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, my fourth theory is just there's some cash involved. Now, the Reds yeah, explain how this is different from theory two where he misses the money. Right. How this one's different. Theory two is money. theory two is also about missing football and not just about missing money. Right. I, I think that's really. But you're important. saying in this theory number four, there's cash coming in the future that he wants to get, as opposed to I'm missing. Games. All along, my sources have told me, "Hey, Trent's mad. There's all these things happening, but if the money got right, he could make it work." Like there's always been that caveat of cash. The guarantee more money in the second. However, season. you make it, or there's an extension, or whatever right. happens. The Redskins all along have. The Redskins do not talk contracts with players until they're in the final year of their contract. That's the Skins rule, period. What if there's been some conversation with some level of an assurance that, listen, when we get to January, we'll talk about this. If you need more guaranteed money in the last year, we understand. We'll talk about it. Or, hey, what if when we get to January, let's talk about adding another year so that we're not doing this dance again. Now, it it could be nothing in writing, nothing in an email, nothing in a text, nothing in a snap, but just a a conversation where, listen, man, we hear you, we understand, we're going to take care of this. Yeah. If you remember, I don't know what year, what year were they, was the Rams game in LA? That was uh, 17. When Mace blew out his shoulder, and lit into the Redskins organization on Twitter. A day or two later, when he calmed down, he's like, look, I've talked to Bruce Allen. He's, he said, this isn't a situation where we're just going to put you on the IR and dump you. You're part of our plans. And they brought Mason back for another year. They ended up cutting him in 2019, but they brought him back for another year. These kinds of conversations exist in the realm of pro football. I just think that conversation probably should have and would have happened you know, earlier this offseason, and Trent would have come back if that's what matter to him. I think, I don't think, I don't know why. thought a trade was coming or something else was coming. I think this also plays into the stew part. I don't think that this alone would be enough to bring him back, but I think if it's that coupled with him missing football, coupled with him being healthy, that, that can be enough to bring him, to get him back. Somebody can make a Photoshop of like a, uh, I'm thinking of like a cartoon witch's cauldron cauldron, with all of these things floating in there, I'll be very impressed. And that'll go on the Redskins talk pod. I mean, guaranteed on the Instagram. Also, keep sending in pictures of the shirts. Pete's backed up, but he's going to put those pictures up, correct? Pete's backed up on Instagram, not just backed up. All right. My last theory outside of the stew theory and the none of the above theory. God, I love this. Is that something changed. Now, the quote from Dial's podcast was that, like, Bruce asked who he needed to fire. Trent says he doesn't want anybody fired in the medical staff, on the team staff. Uh But that doesn't mean somebody's role doesn't change. That doesn't mean somebody that used to do X, Y, and Z now only does R, S, and T. And it doesn't mean that they haven't instituted some sort of procedural difference. Hey, anytime somebody has this, we're now gonna call this person. Like, there could have been a change that Trent wanted that honestly would never even get to us in the media right. because it's some really granular, insulated thing inside that building. That could happen. Right. Which doctor reads the MRI, which doctor prescribes medicine, whatever it may be. Right. Like, there's a bunch and, of different and, things. And, and it could be something minor, dude. This could be something like who leads a recovery, a Tuesday injury recovery session. Nobody's fired, but it's just somebody else is doing the the stretching. If you, you know what I mean, like just or, something different or happens. People are looped in more on sure, and, and it's something that could be minor, but means a lot to him. Considering we believe this to be primarily a personal issue for Trent. Yeah, I, I like that part of it. I just don't think that it's. I think your last two theories have the least light to stand on individually. Cash. No, the um, was that number five? Number five was some sort of staff or procedural change. I don't believe that has happened. Right. But that if if that did happen, that could get Trent back. 
And I'm not saying somebody gets fired. I'm just saying they change right, something. Right, right. Yeah, I think if Trent was really as pissed as he said and the reports were, I don't know if a minor structural change would be But enough. what seems minor to us could yeah. seem important to others. Sure. Right. They could, he could easily take a strength and conditioning or doctor out of the mix of Trent's realm of dealing with that staff. Who knows, dude? And again, these are all just theories. There's other... Like, I am not pronouncing any of this as fact. I'm not reporting any of this. (laughs) But, like, this saga is just so loopy that at some point you got to start wondering what could change the big man's mind. Yeah. There's a lot of... There's so much... Each week it's something new. Right. (laughs) And I think it's going to continue. Like, I don't think we've seen the end of this. Oh, I would... I feel strongly that Sunday morning there's going to be a national reporter with a report about Trent Williams mm. because that's the way things seem to go around Ashburn. Yeah, sure does. That's all I got, man. So are we all saying that it's a theory stew is the I think best it's answer? it's a theory stew, but the main ingredient of your stew is a game check missing ingredient. That's going to be your base. You're going to season that's, it that's with... That's your take. Yeah, that's my stew. This is how I'm going to make my stew. It's going to be mostly that. You're going to season it a little bit with, hey, we got you in the off season, And then, uh, yeah, it's pretty much it there. That's going to, It's going to be a main two-ingredient stew. It's going to taste damn good, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm sticking by kind of what I've, what I've been at. That the Mrs. Football and, and Mrs. Game Checks are the, is the main part of this. And uh, I think the something changing... Maybe the way that Bruce is approaching the situation changed a little bit in asking what he could do to yeah. allay Trent's fear, uh, Trent's you know uh, worries, and I think the con- I think future contract is are the three main the three main parts of it. Well, it'll be interesting to to see as if I don't expect this necessarily, but what if Donald Penn and Eric Flowers go out on Sunday and just wreck? The Eagles and the offense run smoothly. Will that affect how sure. the Redskins are leaning into that this? That could or not? affect it, and the other way. If yeah, if right. Brandon Graham has eight sacks or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would um, really affect. It. Okay, I think that was a useful discussion, which really proved that we don't know anything. What's your stew? What's your main yeah, what's, ingredient? What's Finley's stew? stew tasting like? I think the health's a part of it. You 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 dismiss the health, Mitch. I think he's healthy now. I think he's healthy now, so he misses football more. You know what I mean? Yep. And then I think game checks are a part of it. Like, hey, I would rather have that money than not have it. Right. I think the fines will get waived. Um, I agree, too. I think there could have been a, a procedural change. I certainly, I wouldn't, I think it's a stew of all of them. I yeah. mean, hell, it's my article, so I'm kind of going to believe all of these things. I, I think it's very flavorful. That's some too. sort of like handshake pat on the back. We're going to figure this out, dude. Just let's get to January conversation yeah. could have helped. And I think, like, like I've had those conversations with bosses where it's like, all right, man, like, there's not much else we can do, but okay. Like, let's figure it out in January. You know, like, I think sometimes you realize there's not much else you can do. And I feel like with the big trades that have happened, Trent might feel like, all right, there's not much else I can do right now. Going back to the health thing real quick. The first movement that we've really heard towards maybe he'll come back has been this week. Do you? And this is, again, wildly speculative. I don't think any of us know the answer to it. But do you think Trent, it, it, it took until now for him to be healthy? I think there was a report in Richmond that he wouldn't have been cleared. Right. And then I think it was Rappaport last week that is like, Trent Williams is healthy and ready to go now. So I... For me, I, I think there was a time there. I don't know the specific timeline. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was just that, like, we know that there was a open wound on his head. And right. there was plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery to clean that up. Like, you can't put a helmet on that and go bang around your head. Right. You know what I was thinking about? It's like, so, you probably got stitches. I think it was at owner's meetings. It was a throwaway qu- question. It was what combine. Was, what was Trent's procedure? It oh, it's combine. personal. He'll be fine. Was that was combat. where this all started. It was yeah. just one throwaway question, and now look where we are. Right. Right. It, like, I don't even know if that question Colt McCoy's, Colt McCoy broke his leg in December. Look where we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the wild twists and turns. This will be a 30 for 30 one day. Eesh. Let's, let's hope not. Oh, man. All right. Uh, we got to go. What are we promoting? Go. I'm going to have a blog about the Redskins facing Deshaun Jackson on NBCSportsWatch.com. So check that out later this evening. I kind of meant bigger picture, but that's good, Pete. Yeah. 
Friday, <laughs> yeah. 10.30. That's... Redskins Talk Pod. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're not just pimping our own stuff, I see. Yeah, it's, fine, it's fine, I'm sure it's a good look. We're going to be streaming like we did all through OTAs, through minicamp, through at the Super Bowl, at the Combine. Yeah, man, we're back. All these different things. It's so we're good back. to be back. We're back. Uh, well, I'm excited. Donald Penn interview is about to come up. Donald Penn's coming. He was awesome. That was a fun Mitch, interview. what did you tell me after the interview? I'm all in on that guy. Yeah, dude. Mitch, like, Mitch was steamed up. I was, I, as everyone who's listening knows, I've been quite supportive of Donald Penn. After talking to him and hearing him talk about the things that he's working on behind the scenes, especially the Bill Callahan part. How are they getting that audio? Are you driving that back or what? They'll have it. Driving it back. So they'll have it. <laughs> Ooh, a little bit later. A late podcast. Might be a little bit late. All right. Well, we'll figure that out. Yep. Because I want them to include like your conversation. I know you weren't mic'd up, so we'll have to figure that out. I think they'll be able to hear me on, on your my mic. mic. Okay, cool. All right. Donald Penn interview. Dudley's um, on Monday. Dudley's on Monday. The pet joint. we got to read the pet joint. Tell them about the pet joint, Pete. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be Saturday before the Cowboys game. That's September be 14th. September 14th. It's Redskins talk. and So a big thing they're telling me, if you're going to bring your dog, you got to register on the pre-register. website. Pre-register. So please go in and pre-register. www.old with an E. Will you stop with the www's? That's just Everybody gonna, knows to put that in I'm there. going to say it how it should be said. OTPets.com slash pro pets. <laughs> HTTPS yeah, colon dude. slash slash www dot on the internet. All right. So I'm going to read the copy how they want it read. Okay. Perfect. Um, join us for a Redskins talk party and pet adoption event at Old Town Pet Resort in North Bethesda on September 14th from 11 to 2. Don't miss the chance to mingle with us and win a pair of tickets to the Redskins-Cowboys game while your doggos enjoy a complimentary day of camp play, swims, and more. Looking to expand your family? Even better. Meet some pups looking for their forever homes. Don't forget that Old Town Pet Resorts is giving away 100 bucks in resort credit with proof of adoption between 8.5 and 9.15. And lastly, pre-register your dogs. Pre-register for the event by visiting otpets.com slash pro pets. So, dude, Skins Cowboys tickets, you can win. That's pretty cool. And you can get 100 bucks to this pet resort. I'm going to try to go this week because Banks needs a bath. And hopefully they can give him one. I might, try and, bring one my, I might try and bring my dog to this. Yeah, pre-register the dogs. You've dude. never met yeah. Lily. I, want, I actually have a weird thing where I really want JP and Lily to meet. Okay. Yeah, I don't know well, why. Well, this is your day then, Pete. Let's Good. get it done. All right. Mitchell? <laughs> What were you showing? Nothing. Let's keep moving. <laughs> Jeez, you looking at chicks on Instagram? No. I had a different address, which is what I was getting to, for how to register your pets. Whatever. I think dude. the copy JP had. Let's just go. We'll All stick right, with um, the copy JP had. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, here comes Donald Penn. If you made it this far, Pete owes you beer. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Donald Penn, been with the Redskins. Has it been a month? Maybe close. I don't know. September fourth. I'm not counting. All right. How is every? How is your acclimation period here in Washington? Do you feel ready to go? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, football wise, I'm getting there. I, I feel like a, a little bit of fine tuning. You know, today helped a lot. Tomorrow and uh, Friday, and I'll be there. But you know, practice rest really helped me a lot. This this uh, this training camp because I ain't played a lot of football last year because I got hurt. So. All these rests been helping me get my rhythm back and get my, my um, routine back and get everything going. Rest with uh, ease been picking up, so we're getting our rhythm down, getting everything going. So 
everything's helping, man. We're just flowing. We're flowing. We're excited for Sunday, though. That, so Case Keenum talked, and he's like, and this is a, a living, breathing organism here, this football team, but we feel like we're trending the right way. Do you say the same thing? Yeah, I kind of feel that way. Nobody's expecting anything out of us. They don't, they don't expect anything. They expect us not to win a game this season. So, you know, I, I, I kind of – my whole career was kind of like that, people doubting me. So I like being doubted. I like being the underdog because it – Makes you makes you come perform, man. If you don't want to perform, it's being an underdog. You're in the wrong profession, you know. So I'm kind of excited to have this little chip on my shoulder. And I, I know the guys in my old line room are too, and we're excited to, you know, lead this team and lead this offense. You know, defense they have the leaders over there. They're doing great, but as offensive line as a whole, we want to lead the offense, lead that young group, and have them have them piggyback off of us, watch us, and and just try to lead this team. You know, starting week one against uh, Philly. So you talk about the chip on your shoulder. All the conversation this week is about Fletcher Cox and that Eagles front seven and, and what they can do to this Redskins offensive line. Does that add to the chip on your shoulder going to Philly? Oh, definitely it does. Uh, everybody's doubting us. Nobody thinks we're going to do anything against them. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I like to go in there and shock the world and show them. But you got to understand, Philly does have a great uh, front seven. They, sure. Fletcher Cox is great. Graham is great. They have some great guys over there. I have a tremendous respect for them. I would never take that from I do respect them but at the end of the day we have to perform we get paid too so we gotta go out there on Sunday and see who's gonna be the best and as hard as I've been working since I've been here and seeing these guys work hard they've been putting in the necessary work and now Sunday's here so now we gotta actually show it and display it to the world but they have been putting in the work every day we have we have you talked about fine-tuning is that learning the playbook is that Physically conditioning. What does fine tuning mean for you? For me, for me personally, it means my rhythm and, okay. and getting getting uh, my footwork, my technique down. The offense, man, I was I was pretty uh, happy with how fast I picked up the offense. Uh, being in John Gruden's offense, uh, it's a lot of similarity. Uh, playing with a couple of different O-line coaches. Uh, Bill has a lot of the same concepts. Just learning some of the new lingo is probably the biggest thing, but I picked up on the offense pretty well. I'm still learning. Uh, Bill Bill's a great O-line coach. Uh, he's he's I've been only 14 years, and he's still giving me new little tools to put in my back pocket or put in my toolbox, you know, give me little tips that, that I still listen to and still helping. And one thing I love about Bill, Bill don't care how long I've been playing football. He's still going to coach me like I'm a rookie, and I yeah. love that, and I enjoy that because it's pushing me. It's helping me, uh, you know, work hard and keep going. The, the snippets we hear of Callahan coaching you guys always seem intense. Yeah, he's a great O-line coach, man. I'm happy to – People love him. Yeah, I'm happy to be able to walk into a room and be able to, you know, have that – that, that kind of a guy's old line coach because it's helping me out a lot. It's helping me get my rhythm back faster because he's, he's making me stay after. He's making me do extra reps. He's making me do this. He's seeing things. He's giving me a little advice, giving me a little, little, little critiques to help me. So, I mean, I feel like he's helping me, you know, catch up a lot faster. Got you. you talked about E. I'm assuming that's Eric Flowers. The, the right side of this offensive line was Sheriff and Moses. is cemented. These guys have been starting here for, for a few years. The left side is Flowers and Penn. How do you expect the two of you to mesh together and perform right away? Yeah, look at you. Look at Flowers and Penn. Flowers and Penn play a lot of football. Might have been in different positions. Flowers might have been where I'm at. I've never been where Flowers is, right. but we play a lot of football. So having that in our back of our head, um, we're football players. We're dogs. We're hogs. We call O-line hogs. We're going to find a way. That's what we do. That's what we were bred to do. Um, but we're finding tips. We're talking each day. We're still helping each other each day. Uh, I know Philly's going to probably try to attack E. Um, because it's a new position, sure. and um, we're going to be ready for that. I'm going to try to help him as much as possible. Philly's probably going to try to attack me, too, because I've been off football for a while. So we're ready for that, and um, we're going to attack that. But we're not scared. One thing we're not, we're, we're never scared. We, we're ready for anything, though. But we're we're ready for that. We're, we're meshing. I feel like we're getting better and better every day. Uh, we had a great double team today, and we're, we're still talking about, hey, either I could have did this better. And I'm like, no, nah, that's fine. You know, still little things that's, that's going. And I think every week. You know, it's going to get better and better every week we're going. Every day is going to get better and better. How important is that chemistry or, or that knowledge or familiarity with the, the guard next to a tackle? If it was a rookie, it would be a lot harder. But with me having so much football and me playing so much football, I think we'll be able to pick it up a lot quicker than somebody that was new to it or two new guys that haven't played as much and didn't, haven't had as much uh, you know, background of football and playing that position. So I think we'll be able to pick it up a lot, lot, lot faster than other guys will be able to. And I think we are picking up a lot faster. We're feeling each other a lot better. We're getting a, a good feel for each other, and it's going smoothly. Got to ask, you told us in Richmond that you and Trent Williams are friends and that you talked before you signed with the Redskins. Is it awkward for you that, that you are the starting left tackle kind of until or unless Trent comes back? I'm not even thinking about it, to be honest yeah. with you. I haven't really thought about it. 
since uh, I've been here until you brought it up again or until somebody else asked me about it. I really haven't thought about that. Really, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm thinking about being the best Donald Penn I could be for the Washington Redskins. I had a great conversation with Trent. We have a great understanding. We have a great friendship, and that is what it is. Uh, if he does come back or when he does come back, we'll address that when they address. But right now, I can't focus on that, man. i got to focus on blocking uh, Brandon Graham and, and these guys coming on Sunday. And that's my focus. And from the looks of it right now, it doesn't look like Trent's going to be here this Sunday. So I got to make sure I'm ready for this Sunday. If something right. happens different after that, we'll address that then. But Trent, no, man. Trent wanted the best to do it, man. I, I study Trent myself, man. I got tremendous respect for Trent. I think Trent studies me, you know. So I know I know, I know, know who Trent is. Trent a beast. So, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to fill in and go through the game without without y'all not knowing Trent's not even there, you know. There <laughs> just you go. Smooth transition. Sure. And I, and I think – when you arrived, really stabilized the offensive line. Because Eric, they're trying to work him in as a guard. He had to play some tackle. Christian's coming back from injury. He had to be right out there. When you arrived, just as, a, as an observer, things started looking different in practice. And, and is that something – do guys give you feedback like that? Quarterbacks, running backs, you hear that kind of stuff? Well, no, you know me. I just I, – I try to be a leader and – I'm not too big of a vocal leader. I'm more lead by action. But, you know, these young guys, I've been trying to help out a lot. Uh, you know, you know, it's crazy. Mo's been helping me out a lot, man. I'm older than Mo. Mo's been helping me a lot because Mo's been in this offense and he knows Callahan's techniques. He knows what Callahan wants. So sometimes if I have a question, I'll go ask Mo before I ask Callahan because Mo will give me an answer and Mo will kind of understand where I'm coming from as a tackle. So, you know, Mo, Mo's been doing a good job of helping me, help me um, pick up everything and, and going through stuff smooth, though. But, but um, man, only way we're going to be able to show it is Sunday. Sure. So we got to wait to get here Sunday so we can show what we've been working on. I know you got to go get in the cold tub. Um, I, I, I got to ask you, though, your career for 12 years, you were incredibly durable. Uh, you didn't miss a game for like a decade, right? Yeah, I got, had 170 straight starts. How do you do that? How, how do you do that as an offensive lineman in the <laughs> NFL? Oh, don't don't trip. I played hurt a lot. I played, I'm sure. Yeah. I practice hurt. I played hurt a lot. I played through a lot. A couple games, a couple painkillers. We been taking to get through. I got through a lot of games, uh, muscled it through. But and I've been blessed. Been blessed. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, seen a lot of football. Had a great career, especially coming in as a free agent. Nobody thought I'd make it this far. I'm surprised at myself sometimes. Uh, but I'm enjoying the ride. I'm having a good time. Um, I feel like th- this team with all these young guys on there, it's kind of like rejuvenation. They keep me on my toes. They're always joking with me, always laughing with me. They call me OG, call me Unk, you know, little stuff like that. So it's cool being out here with this with this little young group. And I'm trying to help them. I'm having fun with these guys, man. I'm, you know, I see little things, you know, little things. Like, hey, bro, you know, some of the young guys, I'm like, hey, bro, try to get to meet a little bit earlier. Don't just walk in a minute before the meeting. Not little stuff like that. Like, it goes a long way. You might not see it, but coach looking at you. Those little things to try to help guys, you know what I mean? Come in there, man, lift your pants up. You ain't got to be sagging at work. You know, those little little things to try to sure. help that I see you do it. You can do that when you're outside of work, you know what I mean? But, you know, be respectful in here. Just little things. Come to meetings a little bit earlier, you know what I mean? Don't be the last one running in there. Even though you're on time, just get there a little early, you know what I mean? Study a little hard. I'm just trying to give them little tips that guys gave me on my way, on my way up so they can have a long career like me because I ain't going to lie. One of the reasons why I made it this long because I watched guys older than me. I seen what they did. I followed their leads, and, and, and it worked. It, I mean, 14 years in the NFL, man, very few people accomplished that. Exactly. That, that, that is quite impressive. It's also impressive. This is my last question, but I hope you <laughs> talk really, really long because I feel like there's a lot of meat on this bone. You were in college with Chris Cooley. You guys played <laughs> together. You got, Give me one Cooley college story. Give me ten if you can, but, but I'm demanding one. All right, so we're playing against the uh... – Louisiana Monroe, okay. Louisiana, and we're playing this field. It's like the field is so bad, it's like a mud bowl. And Cooley gets hit hard. I think it's like maybe third quarter. And this is back in the day, you know. I know Cooley has a concussion. Cooley's toe up in the head. So Cooley comes to the line. I'm playing tackle, you know, he's lined up to me. We're calling the play. Cooley gets to the line and he's asking me what to do every play. Oh my like what route to run? No, 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 in? no. Run plays. We run the play, run it. So we ran like three run plays in a row. One time he was on the other side because he trusted me so much. He ran over there, asked me what the what to do, then ran back over there and lined up. So then it's uh, maybe about we got third down. So Cooley looks at me and he's like, "What's my route?" I said, "Oh hell no!" I said, "You better ask the quarterback that." I said, "I got you on all the runs." I said, "I don't know the routes." So he's like, "I don't have enough time." Cooley just ran a streak route. Caught the ball, broke like two tackles, scored. <laughs> I mean, for a guy playing with a concussion, he played his <laughs> off. I thought he played better with the concussion 
than he did earlier in the game. We almost won. We went to overtime in that game. I, I feel like Cooley led us through that third quarter, that fourth quarter, and overtime with a concussion. He didn't know what he was doing. He was running routes, and he was out there killing. Did you talk to him about it after? Or oh, later? no, the next day, he, he, he doesn't remember. He remembers asking me the plays, but he doesn't remember that. He remember asking me plays, and he was like, didn't I ask you a route? I was like, yeah, you asked me a route. I couldn't help you there, but I said, he said, but didn't I score on that? I said, yeah, but uh, Cooley was a beast in college, man. He was a real good real, real good guy, man. Uh, had a great career. You know, watching Cooley, I was like, sure, I got to make it to the league watching him, but uh, Cooley helped me out a lot, man. Uh, being a young kid in college and growing up, it's good seeing him, good being back with him. All right, next time you give me an off-field story, but that was very good. I don't know if we could do that on camera. Yeah. We don't have, to, we have to do that just personally. Donald, thank you very much, man. Thank you. Real quick, Donald, I got one more question for you. Uh, this offseason, you and uh, Dwayne Haskins worked out at the same gym out in L.A. Proactive. How well did you get to know him there, and how much have you seen him grow kind of in that time between seeing him as a high school, as a college kid, versus now he's a quarterback at the team that played for Well, it's funny because uh, when Dwayne came to Proactive, it was because he had a bad pro day. I'm mean, not a bad pro day. He had a bad combine. So the agent came to my guys, and those guys, my guys had a good, good group of guys. And uh, seeing in there, the guy introduced me to him, and watching his worth ethic and watching him work, seeing him in there early, seeing him leave to go throw, coming back to get another workout in after getting a workout in before throwing, you know, seeing his work ethic and stuff. And, I mean, I had a couple of chats with him, and, you know, I, I didn't really think he was going to go that high. I, I didn't know how good he was, you know. And he was like, no, nah, I'm going to be – First round, we'll do. I said, "Oh, I, I was like, oh, my bad. I ain't no disrespect. I ain't know you were going. You're you're ranked that high. So, talking to him and all that, and getting a good thing. He was like, man, I have seen your career. You know, we had Aaron Rodgers in there working out with us too. So he, they were chatting and just watch his work. He was in there in, in and out a lot. You know, in there a lot, seeing him a lot. And then when I got here, my first song, I'm like, what's up, D? He's like, oh, what's up? I said, man, I, first I told, him, I said, you was a lie. You you was a first rounder, huh? He said, man, I told you, D. I told you, but you know, it's crazy because I told uh, Doug, I was like, Doug, you know, I know D. And, D, and Doug was, oh, yeah, he told me as soon as he saw it, he was like, yeah, you got to get Penn out here, get Penn out here. But he's a good kid, man. Uh, I like his work that kid. Uh, you know, I talked to him today. I said, hey, bro, make sure you get in here early. I meant to tell him that a while ago. And he was like, nah, nah, bro. He said, I'm in here, I'm in here before 630. I said, oh, okay. I said, oh, you already on it. You know what I mean? So I ain't got to tell you. So, But he's very talented. I see a lot of potential with him. And good thing is, man, they ain't rushing him in the fire. He gets right. to sit back and learn and watch and, and be able to really digest everything. You've seen a lot of rookie quarterbacks. I have. It's, it's, <laughs> I have. Is he doing it right so far? So far he is. I think he is. Uh, I think he really is. Uh, asking a lot of questions, staying staying out the way. You know what I mean? Staying yeah. out the way, not being always, you know, Dwayne this, Dwayne this, Dwayne this, staying out the way. You know, the more you don't hear his name, the better it is. I mean, you're doing stuff right. You know what I mean? So, he, yeah, I think he's doing all, all the things right. Um, I think he's working hard. I think he's uh, – you know, getting around the guys, getting around the coaches. I, I got a good feel that the coaches love him, and they feel him, and I, I feel like he's just learning, and, I mean, he'll be ready to go if we need him. From my point of view, he is definitely doing it right. Like, there's no drama. You know, there's, there's not like, oh, the rookie wants to be on the field. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to support Case. I'm the best. You know, like, there have been other rookie quarterbacks that would not handle all of this No, he's exactly right. I, I feel like he's handling it very well. He's very mature for yeah, his age, and, it, and it's showing, and hopefully it goes a long way. I pray that he has a has a long, lustrous career, man. He's a great kid. I like him a lot. I was letting you go. He asked the other yeah, guy. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Ah, oh, damn. The group that you worked out with at, uh, in L.A., it was David Bakhtieri, it was yourself, it was... Uh, he was out there, obviously. I was out there with Dwayne doing a, a pre, pre-draft, like, uh, profile video or whatever. How did you guys all get together and just call every great old lineman in the NFL and be like, yo... Nah, man, they, they already had that going, man, because I... I just started working out with them probably about five years now because I used to work out with Travell Gaines. Yeah. And then he moved, in, he moved to Vegas. So when he moved to Vegas, I was trying to find somewhere else out in the valley where I live at. So I ran to Clay during the offseason. We I forgot where we were. I ran to Clay. I'm like, Clay, man, so don't you live in Calabasas? He's like, yeah. I'm like, man, where you be working out at? Because I need to find a new place. And he told me about the place. And I went there. When I first got there, they had a good group of guys there. You know, we had Malik Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, you know, the guys you named. We had a couple other guys. And then... You know, we're going with the group, and it seems like every summer I've been there, it's been like the same amount of guys. We might have some more guys come, but it's like that core group's always there, and we're always working out together now. So it's kind of good. Like like this past summer, Andrew Whitworth joined us. So it's like, you know, we had the same group. So I've been going there, and I feel like I get a good workout. I get, made two Pro Bowls since I've been working out with those guys. Bakiara, I feel like we're, we're two of the you know, best tackles in the league. You know what I mean? We're working, and we work out together, and we push each other. So it's kind of it's cool and smooth, you know what I mean? And Hey, right there, we all get along together. We have a good time. We need to adjust time. We all get together and adjust time. So we all work out. We all work out at the same time, too. So it's kind of like a, 
You know, good group, yeah. Can you chug beer like Bakhtiari? Nah, I can't. We got to get you to a Caps game and do the, the, the beer chug. I've never been to a um, hockey game. You want to go? Yeah, I definitely do. But I would not, I, I, you give me a shot of Hennessy, Cognac is down. Not, not the beer, though. Cognac down. I double, I do a double. I don't know that on camera I can promise you a double shot of Cognac, but I'll see what I can do. Cognac down. I double, I do a double. I, here's what I can tell you. I'll get you to a Caps game. You can hold me to that. I've never been. I only want, I've never been to a hockey game. I want to go to a hockey game. Dude, man. Caps games are awesome. You'll enjoy it. I, I don't know that on camera I can promise you a double shot of cognac, but I'll see what I can do. The Caps game, done deal. I'll make that happen. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. He moved. Sorry to be a part of Yeah, sorry about that, but if you're going to be like this, I'm not going to drive you to the airport anymore. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Just two minutes ago, we had emo Pete, so I'm glad you're on the phone, GP. <laughs> the hell are you emo about now? Fish? If I know. I'm not emo. And I was about to f- hot chicken. I don't want it to burn my tongue, so I got all sad and weird about chicken. Yo, it's not temperature hot, you idiot. It's f- spicy. Yeah, I don't want it to burn my mouth with spice. You're such a dummy.